0: Hi everyone, this is Vicki. Oh, I have some things to share with you that Father's been talking to me about. And you guys, this is not gonna be in a transcript form. As a matter of fact, uh, I feel like I'm supposed to tell you if you wanna know these things then, I mean, what this is gonna be about. He said. He's, uh, he's mm-hmm. saying get a pen and paper or get a pencil and paper and write these things down if you wanna be able to have them in written form because Uh, There's not just going to be a regular transcript. By the way, I do want to say thank you to Sarah who last week um, Father had given me the message on mocking and scoffing and I had asked him throughout the week as that message was coming And I just kept hearing him talking. I just kept saying do you want me to write this down or or what? And then the day of when I asked him again the last time he said You talk another will write that evening you guys I got an email from Sarah and she had made the transcript just I love how God uses all the parts of the body he really does we all have different responsibilities different things he calls us to so I just wanted to say thank you Sarah for that for that uh, making that uh, transcript for typing it up for me and and actually for the body thank you for doing that but anyway when I was asking him about that with this message it was just it's more that there are topics that he wants to talk about and that he's given me some words for and just to say to you guys just please if you want to write it down then write it down Um, because you can do a lot of it in just notes and then go pray about it and and Ask him to help you have understanding about what you're, what you're hearing right now and uh, what you'll be reading if you do write it out. Okay, I want to start with saying thank you so much for being here and thank you for everyone who's supporting us in any and every way that you are. You guys are amazing. We love you. We are so very blessed to be part of the body of Christ and to have you in our lives and for you allowing us to be in yours. We appreciate you so much. There is, last thing I'll say, and then I'll get into the things that uh, he wants me to talk about. There's a lot of information in the description box. There are some new things going on with the ministry. They have already started, and uh, so I'm going to encourage you to do something. If you want to get involved with those things, then please send an email to Casey at VineyardConnections at Outlook.com. It's about connecting us with one another, so, and how how that looks to be playing out. So please send an email. So she has your email, so we can contact you and see if you're interested in being involved. Okay, now, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this day, this time. Thank you for all of your kids. Thank you, Father. Thank you for blessing us to know they're out there, scattered all over the place, and for for giving us the great gift of being able to connect in this way. Thank you, Father. I know Chuck and I are both amazed at how we have brothers and sisters all over the world now that have names and that we can contact and that write to us and how that pray for us and that bless us to be able to pray for them We thank you and praise you for all of them. And Father, we thank you most especially of all for being who you are, for the gift of your Son, for your Spirit with us every single day. As we continue to remain in you, you said you will remain in us. Father, help us never, ever turn away in any way at all. But help us remain. Help us rest. Abide in live in you all the days of our lives. We pray for the ones that are lost, whatever you want, God, that's what we pray for and that we would be used by you in every way you choose to be a blessing in those lives. Thank you, Father, we ask you for your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth the way it is in heaven. Thank you for these things, Father, in your precious name, the name of the Word of God. Amen. There's so much here, guys, I just, I made notes for the last couple of days just saying it just even a while ago, standing in the kitchen washing the dishes, uh, I heard him say there is no everlasting life in words of death. And so I said, oh, please help me hold on to that till I get into to the desk and can write that down. <laughs> because he'll just start talking and then, and I'm always saying, please don't let me forget, don't let me forget. And I know that in the right time, things will come back to my memory, but <clears throat> I just, I cherish what he says. Okay, he said, there's no everlasting life in words of death. Last week, the message was to those who mock and scoff his messengers, scoff at his messengers because he said it's not that person, that prophet or that dreamer or that visionary, whoever it is that God has spoken to, or just the gal that lives next door or the guy across the street that's just, you know, one of his kids with no title or anything like that. He said it's not them that people mock. They think they are, but they're really mocking me. God has a real problem with that somebody wrote to me and said your message is good last week he said everything was good but it was uh it was the wrong tone and i have pondered that throughout the week and talked to father about it and i just keep hearing the same thing we think i'm not saying that's what this person was thinking so if you're listening please know i'm not talking to you uh, or i'm not saying this is you but sometimes we think that god is all Gentle and easy, and uh, will only deliver messages in certain ways, with no emotion or no feeling. Or, or we look at the messenger, and instead of listening to the message, we look at the messenger, and we get caught up in what the messenger's tone is or the messenger's uh, emotions may be. We are made in the image of our Father, and He has emotions. He has feelings. He has love. They're all holy, but they're still real. And He gave those things to us as well. I mean, just think about when people want to argue with you about that, if you ever say that to somebody, no, 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 He didn't. Well, then why? Why, why, why? When Messiah was in the garden, why was He sweating like great drops of blood? Why was he saying things like, please take this away from me? If there's another way, take it away from me. I do believe that all of the emotions that you and I feel, experience, he had to because we're made in our Father's image. So sometimes God's going to deliver a a message with uh, intensity, and sometimes He's going to deliver it with emotions. I know there have been times when He has so overwhelmed me with His Spirit. I don't know anybody, I have yet to meet anybody who's had a, a fairly intense, I'm not even sure how to say it, experience with the Lord where. The weight of his presence was so much that you couldn't do anything but cry. You, I mean, you couldn't do anything but cry. Think about Isaiah. I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm undone. He hit the dirt. So, so don't listen to and judge the messenger. Listen for the voice that's behind the messenger. Listen for Father in the messages. And if the message is intense, then hear God's heart and His passion in what's being said. You know, one of the reasons I don't even like to use the camera when I record is because I had too many times people would say they would be looking at everything and uh, the full their full attention may not have been on what Father was saying. But they were perhaps a little bit distracted by either my appearance or something on the wall behind me or something on a a table behind me or, you know, I don't want to be in the way of what God wants to say or do. And that's, you guys, I did not have any idea he was going to talk like this right now. That's what he's doing with all of us. He's trying to get us out of the way so he can say and do what he wants to do. And the amazing thing is, he wants to say and do it through us, but he wants to get us out of the way. I've said many times, God sent us down here to kill us. He's not interested in, you know, he sent us here to kill us. And that's so true. He sent us here, what that means for those who may be struggling with that statement, he sent us here to kill off all of the rebellion against him that's in us because of our carnal nature, because our bodies fight against God, our minds fight against God. So he, he sent us down here to kill us and basically all I'm saying is he wants us to learn how to die to self. To stop you know, wanting to have our own way and do our own thing but instead to learn to love him. So he's looking at us and saying I need my people to be clean. I need them to be holy because I'm holy and unless they are holy they will not see me. Last week's messages was about scoffing God. And I know I started this over, so I'm not sure if I said this already. If I did, well, I'm saying it again. Being mockers and scoffers of the messengers, instead of looking behind the messenger and hearing and seeing our Creator, the one who's sending that message. But he said this week, Oh, he said this week, well, first of all, he started saying these words to me. He said, devil words, W-O-R-D-S, devil words. And he said, if people continue to use devil words, then they are devil word, D-E-V-I-L-W-A-R-D like we can go forward or backward, we can also go devilward. And that just means the mindset that we have by the things that we're willing to let come out of our mouths and who we're actually leaning toward, okay? Okay. I asked him if there was some way he wanted me to start this by you know by saying too many of his people are this or you know and i was like father i don't want to make judgment calls and everything and he said too many is fine he said even one person is too many even one of his kids talking like or doing these things that um he's going to address even one person is too many that's too many god God wants all of us to be holy People struggle with that whole concept of being holy, but it's completely scriptural. Father said, you be holy like I'm holy. Without holiness, you will not see me. You will not see me. I will have a holy people. And so I've been talking to him about how you know the road is narrow and people are going to there are people that will say well this just sounds like a big works mentality thing and God's you know he sent he sent Jesus and so Jesus paid for everything and so you know you're talking about works and again father said send those people to the New Testament and to tell them read the book read the book read the book. Father wants a holy people, He wants us cleaned up. Sometimes I, and I apologize you guys sometimes uh, sometimes when I'm doing messages for some reason I just get very much out of breath. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so anyway, he said, we can if we use devil words, then we are devil word. We're leaning towards the devil. And he said, there is no everlasting life in words of death. And when I said, people are going to think it's works and everything, and he said, tell them to read the Bible, he also said, he said, the road is narrower than we think. It's narrower than we think. And here's the example. We start out in our walk with him. And we know, he says, the road is narrow that leads to eternal life, and wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to hell, and many that find that. But not very many people find the narrow road. Well, the thing about the narrow road, you guys, and some of you already know this. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir with this, but the thing about the narrow road is that when we first get on it, it may be just a little uncomfortable like oh, okay but we're all excited because now we're walking with the Lord and and it takes me back to when I came back to him in 19 first time I think it was like 1979 and I thought all I have to do is quit smoking drinking and cussing and then I'll be perfect <laughs> then I won't have any sin in my life well here's the thing now I'm going to compare it to the narrow road. When you first get on that road, Father lets you see these few things in your life, whatever they may be, and you go, Oh, wow, okay, I've got I've got some stuff to change. And, and we think that's it. But the longer we walk with Him, the more we grow in our understanding and our wisdom and all of those things that He gives us, He gives us if we stay with Him, the more we realize That road just seems to keep getting narrower and narrower and narrower. (laughs) And so then it just makes that stuff we first walked away from when we first came to him seem like not that big a deal. Because now it's not just the outward stuff he's working on with us, but it's the inward stuff. And that's very much what this message is that he's been talking to me about for all of us To whom it applies, and my hand's up in the air on that one, too. Yep, yep, I got stuff stuff he's working on with me. This is what this is. He's talking to us about some more of those things. So last week, the message was about not uh, mocking the prophets or the messengers of God, because in essence, you are not mocking them. You are truly mocking God, because it's his words. This week, it's about... No matter who we're talking to or what we're thinking about, this is about all of us. You know the scripture where he says that murmurers will not inherit the kingdom. They will not see the kingdom of God. Complainer, those are complainers, people that are complaining, the accusers. And when we get into accusation, we're right up there with the, you know, we're right up i should say right down there with the devil who's the the accuser of the brethren so whether you're complaining whether you're murmuring and sometimes when we think of murmuring we think well nobody can hear me and i'm just keeping it to myself i'm just kind of under my breath saying this that or the other and uh but god hears it all and gossipers they will not inherit i mean he hates gossiping there are all these different things mockers scoffers scorners murmurers uh, accusers all of these different things and they all come out of two places one is our mouth and david talked about the other when he said when he said uh, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight O oh god so the lord's saying look i can hear you whether you're saying out loud or you're just thinking it i can hear you and all of it Is vile Um, he had he had he he reminded me of a dream that I had had years ago many many years ago in this dream I was trying to uh, I had all of this tobacco in my mouth I mean this was probably 15 20 years ago I don't know it's a long time and I was trying to get that stuff out of my mouth. I had my hand up to my mouth. I was trying to dig it out. It was just vile, nasty. And for those of you who know me, you know I quit smoking when I was 35. And uh, and Father had shown me years before that every time I would go into rebellion against God, I would go right back to the tobacco. I'd go right back to the cigarettes. And uh, so that was... That was my first step into rebellion. So now here it is years later and God's giving me this dream, and many years after I'd stopped smoking, and I've got all this stuff in my mouth, all this tobacco in my mouth, and I'm trying to get it out and it's just like, oh, I was having a really hard time because it was just like, my mouth was full, it's nasty, gross. And the Lord was talking to me about rebellion. And the location of the rebellion was in my mouth. <laughs> it was in my mouth. So, uh, so there's that one. And then I called my sister this morning because the Lord reminded me of uh, an experience she'd had, but I couldn't remember it exactly. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to misspeak. It was a uh, number of years ago. We were both over at our mother's house, and somebody in the room, because it was. I think it was a lot of family gathering somebody in the room was speaking life, and all of a sudden the lord opened her eyes and she saw my sister saw this golden light she said it was pristine just beautiful golden light coming out of their mouth as they spoke these words of life and she's very much an encourager and so then somebody else in the room started talking and this person tends to have kind of a negative. Uh, negative mindset and negative, you know, sort of critical way of speaking and this person opened their mouth and began to speak and she said all of a sudden she saw this really thick, black, tar-like stuff coming out of this person's mouth and it just hovered in the air like a dark cloud. Father is trying to get us to understand how important our words are, and he told me these last couple of days as I've been talking to him about this, he said, my people, many of my people, and he did say, even one person is too many, so no matter how many people there are, many of my people do not realize how important it is to me what they say, what they think. They don't get it. He said, um, and I might have said this, there's no everlasting life in words of death. And he said, if you are, and please forgive me if I repeated, Well, I shouldn't even say that, you guys, because sometimes we have to hear things a bunch of times before we get it. When we are using the devil's words, we are leaning devilward, like forward, backward, devil words. So we're not leaning towards God when we are using the devil's words. And those are going to be the negative, the dark, the accusations and the condemnations and the complaining, all of of that, the gossiping, the sarcasm. Um, Those are not God's words, okay. But he said, there's no everlasting life in words of death. And he said, the road is narrower than we think. He said, we set things in motion in the spirit realm with our mouths. We entertain and give permission to demons with our words and that's so true. And then here's what he showed me. In so I wrote it down this way, Father is wiping our dirty bottoms like a baby. He said, it's time to be potty trained and what we need is potty mouth training, potty mouth training. He's not just talking about, he's not even, you know, this isn't about whether or not we cuss, although that's part of it, because he said put away vile communications and all that kind of stuff. But this is about how we talk, what we say about and to people, and what we think about. He said, guard your eyes, guard your lips, guard your heart. For out of it spring the issues of life, and he said, "Gird your loins, don't mess in your pants, and he's talking about spiritually the things that go, remember the scripture where he said, um, uh, whatever, let's see, whatever a man speaks out of the out of the fullness of his heart. A man speaks, is that, oh shoot, I've forgotten exactly how it goes, but it's that kind of thing. Whatever's inside of you, it's going to come out. And he also talked about the light in the eyes and how if that light in you, because that is is the window into your soul, and if that light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So if you're saying things that are negative, I mean harmful, hurtful, wicked, death-causing, things, then that light in you is very dark and it's a vast darkness. People, just like he said, people don't realize how serious I am about words. And when he's saying, guard your eyes, guard your lips and guard your hearts, he said, a lot of people think no matter what they watch, it's okay. No matter what they listen to, it's okay it won't affect them it's just entertainment it's just casual idle talk it's okay but that's a lie because the eyes are the window through the soul so what are you letting come into your soul what are the things you're willing to look at that you're allowing to come into your soul what are you allowing the inner the enemy to entertain you with what are the things that you are listening to that are going into your right down inside of you. Here's, I gotta tell you this, because this was, okay, this is going to be very descriptive, guys, so get ready. Okay, he gave me this vision, and you know how, um, how Jesus said, it isn't what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out, because what comes out goes out in the drought, and you know, it's gone. Well, here's what Father showed me. In this vision, what should be going through us when we eat, what should be going through us, and I mean in us and through us and out the other end of us, was coming out of our mouths instead. I know that's very descriptive, but that's what he showed me. He said, that's how I see it. What should be these things that are coming out because we've put them in. We've allowed the enemy to put these thoughts in us. We've allowed either through our what we look at, what we listen to, what we think about, and choose to continue to think about, and we choose then we choose to speak because those are the things that are in our hearts, those are the things we've eaten, we've looked at, we've listened to, we've taken them into us. We have been devil words. We've leaned toward the devil and his camp and all of his Vile stuff. Now, when we speak, those things that come out of us are just like what's supposed to be coming out of the other end of us. That's how Father sees it. So, whoa. Many of us don't think before we speak, but we just let. Whatever we feel like saying come flying out of our mouths, we give in to the lusts of our flesh. That's part of what that is, you guys. When we just say whatever we feel like saying, we're giving in to the lusts of our flesh. Sometimes we think the lusts of our flesh are just the things that that are out there that we want to get. Ooh, I want to have a new car. Ooh, I want to have this, that, or the other. The lusts of our flesh, those are the things that our flesh wants to be able to enjoy. And sometimes we just enjoy Saying awful things, cutting people down, hurting others with the words of our mouths, and there and there is some place he's taking this. So please, I hope you're still with me. He said he's very serious about these to- this topic, and he said um, I want to say thank you to Jose yesterday. You posted. Jose posts a lot of scriptures on in the comment section every day, and it just blesses my heart so much because sometimes I think that's probably the only scriptures people read all day long. And yesterday it was just awesome to me because he posted all of these scriptures that are so completely uh, pertinent to this message. In Romans 8, that's one of the ones he posted was, uh, Romans 8, 8, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So when you're giving in, when you and I are giving in to the lusts of our flesh, we cannot. We can't please God. It's a scripture. How can bitter waters and sweet come out of the same mouth? How can we complain and gripe and and beat people up with our words and say all kinds of vile, nasty, mean, hateful, negative, discouraging things, and then turn around and think we're pleasing God with our lives, because we're not. We're not. So, oh, goodness, and this part, this part, it isn't just what we say, you guys. It's what we think. It's what we choose to think about. It's the meditations of our heart that David talked about when he said, May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable. We can say one thing, but God sees what's going on on the inside. And those words speak just as loudly. Remember when Jesus said, you're just a bunch of walking dead men's bones. You're just a bunch of gravestones walking around. On the outside, you look good. On the inside, you're vile and filthy. So when the Lord's showing me that what's coming out of our mouths, and pardon my word, but I can't think of another word to use that's socially acceptable, sort of, But when we're talking and what's coming out of our mouths, what God sees is poop coming out of our mouths, we're just like the Pharisees. We're walking around and pretending like we're all okay on the outside and looking good on the outside, but on the inside, we're full of dead men's bones. God said, people do not realize how serious he is about the words of our mouths and the thoughts we think. He's very serious about that. He said, the power of life and death is in our tongue and whoever eats it, uh, well, you know, we're gonna get the fruit of our words. We're gonna get it. Um, So, so then he also reminded me of the scripture where he said, take every thought captive, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, whether it's something the enemy is saying or it's just something our own flesh is saying, something that is in disagreement with what God has to say. Take it captive. I'm going to share, again, a dream that I've shared before, but I know we have new people listening, and this was years ago, when I was going through a really hard, hard time, and uh, there was, a, in this dream, I was staying in a hallway, and there were all these shadows that kept flying, and they were flying at my head, and they were like birds, but they would—they were evil, so they were just coming from every direction, and as they would fly in towards my head, I would rebuke them, and then here come another one, and another one, and it just didn't stop, they just kept coming, and finally the Lord said, Vicki, lift your hands and praise me, uh, sing, praise me, and so I did, and as soon as I did, those things Fled. Well, those are the thoughts the enemy, those dark uh, shadows represented the thoughts the enemy wanted to put into my head for me to think about. And he does it to all of us, you guys. He wants us to concentrate on the wrong things. He wants us to think about the wrong things. He wants us to have wrong ideas about the wrong things, even if, even if we are right in what we're thinking about how wrong something was. we have got to change our attitude about how we see it, because if we don't, not saying that those things that are wrong are all of a sudden right, because by changing our attitude, no. What I'm saying is how we deal with what we see or what we know is so important to God, because something can happen. We can get offended because somebody said or done something, and then the next thing you know, we're letting that roll around in our heads, and then we never let go of it, and we move from being hurt, into being angry into being bitter and scripture says getting a bitter root out is really hard so whatever we entertain we have to remember that we are we are supposed to take down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god and here's god's knowledge this one piece because he's just saying it right now it's not god's not willing for anybody to be lost So that person, whoever that is, you're struggling with, that you're murmuring about, that you think nobody can hear you complaining about, God hears. That person that you're gossiping about, or that whatever it is that you're gossiping about, or scoffing, or mocking, or uh, scorning, or being sarcastic about, God hears it all. But he wants you to know. He's not willing for people to be lost. So don't be leaning devil words so that you are in the devil's camp agreeing what the enemy says and condemning that person with your very words because God hears it all, whether it's out loud coming out of your mouth or in your head. Don't give the enemy room. He's been talking so much about how important, how important it is to him. That we love one another and I'm telling you guys we don't always we know this we all know this we don't always like one another but we are called we are commanded to love one another one of the things about this whole message that he's really been bringing out is that because of the things this is about our eternal This is about our salvation, because he said he's not, murmurers are not going into the kingdom of heaven, and murmurers are complainers. They're not going in. We're not going in if we sit around and complain. We are not going in. And one of the things he taught me quite a while ago about that whole thing about complaining is that we're basically saying to him, it's like we're, we're slapping God in the face and saying, hey, you're not doing a good enough job here. You know, I'm having to put up with this and that and the other. People complain about the weather. People complain about everything, and we're pretty much saying, "Well, where are you, God? You're supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to be on the throne, and you're supposed to be holy and bigger than everything. And so, why are you letting these things go on?" And they don't understand, first of all, why God's letting things go on, and they don't understand that He hasn't lost one bit of His power. So, complainers will not go into the kingdom of heaven. Gossipers will not go into the kingdom of heaven. Yes, there are times we talk to people and, you know, we say, pray. We need to be praying. They're having a struggle. But if what we're doing is getting all down in the middle of that person's stuff and talking about, you know, well, you know, they did this and they did that and all, that's not, That's You know, that's just a cover-up. We need to pray. That's just a cover-up for being able to gossip. We need to learn how to say only what God wants us to say and to leave the rest unsaid. Father said, by our words we'll be justified and by our words we'll be condemned. And I'm going to go back and say this again. The road is narrower than we think. God will have a holy people. He will. He will. And again, for the people that say, oh, you're just all about works, no, I'm about what he said. And what he said was faith without works is dead. And you will be rewarded according to your works. He did not say. You will be rewarded according to grace. He did not say, all you have to do is have faith. He didn't say those things, you guys. And so he's taught me, when people come and say these things, tell them I said, go read the book. Go read the book. And when people are... Doing the things that he doesn't want them, us, doing, he says. There are a couple of issues there. And and many of these things I'm saying right now, well, everything, because he's bringing to mind this and this and this. People don't have any fear of him. They don't think they need to fear him. We haven't been taught to fear God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's not wisdom in its entirety, but it's absolutely the beginning of wisdom. So if you have no fear of God, you're not wise. You don't have any wisdom. It doesn't matter how smart you are according to man. It does not matter how high your IQ is. If you do not have fear of the Lord, you have no wisdom. All I hear in these words, in all of these messages, because sometimes the words are very hard words for people to hear. And all I hear him saying is, look, I love you. You are headed toward a cliff if you don't change your ways. I don't want you to fall off the cliff. You're my child and I love you. So I'm going to correct you. I'm going to tell you, hey, you need a course correction over here. You are just going, whoa, where are you going over there? You're going way out there in left field. And that's not a safe place to be. My kingdom's not out in left field. So he will correct us. He will rebuke us. He will love us. It just, he's reminding me of the scriptures in Jeremiah chapter 29 where people always want to just quote that one part where he says, "Um, I know the plans I have for you, plans of hope and a future to give you a good final outcome or a good expected end. And then he goes on and says, you're going to come and seek me and you're going to, basically, you're going to repent. You're going to find me when you search for me with your whole heart. But that those verses that everybody so many people have loved to quote are the verses that came just before he took his people into captivity so he was saying you know i i just want you to know i'm sending you there but I want you to know the time's coming. I'm going to bring you out because I love you. My plans for you are good. And that's how God looks at us today. And he says, you're my kids. I love you. But you've got to stop this. You've got to start this over here. You've got to change your ways because I will not allow the least degree of sin in my kingdom. And the words that are coming out of your mouth, they're not good. Somebody wrote, And I haven't answered the comment. I'm really hoping that he'll listen to this uh, message because I think it answers the question. He said, how does somebody who, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember it exactly, but basically it was, how does somebody who wants so very much to be righteous but can't, but still has that one thing. What, what do you have to say about that? And he was saying, you know, you're trying so everybody's, you got a person who's trying so hard to be righteous, but they keep screwing up in this one way. And so what do you say about that? Well, it always comes back to me, in my understanding, it always comes back to a love issue. Who do you love more or what do you love more? Do you love God more than that sin? Do you love God more than you love having your own way? Because he's given us all through his words, he tells us in different ways, look, you got a problem, ask me about it, I'll help you. And the one that always comes to mind is the one in First John, where he said, this is the confidence we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, whatever we ask for, his answer is yes. So if I'm asking God to help me with a sin in my life, like like uh, getting rid, you know, learning change change my words to to help me change my words he's going to do that i just go and ask him father i've got this sin i'm trying to get rid of it. help me will you help me will you give me the strength or show me what i need to see or give me a you know like a 10 second warning hey you're about to blow it so that i can make the choice on my own because sometimes i do things without even thinking and if you are asking him to help you with something he's going to help you and then the next part of that is that it takes all of our permission away to continue in any sin no matter what it is because we have gone to him and said, I need your help with this and this is your will that I not sin in this area, well not at all, but in this area I'm asking about and so you told me your answer would be yes, you would help me. So the next time that situation comes up, and we're tempted to sin again, we need to remember, Hey, Father, I've already asked you to help me with this. And you told me if I ask for something you want for me, you'd give it to me. I know you want me not to sin in this. So I believe your word. I believe your word. does not mean our flesh won't fight it. We have the lusts of the flesh all over the place. How smart was God, you guys? To send us here and say, I'm going to put you in a body that hates me, you're going to rebel against me, your body's going to hate me, your mind, your natural mind is going to hate me, that's okay. I'm doing it on purpose because I want your spirit to learn to conquer every lust of the flesh, of the eyes, of the pride of life. Everything that says, it's all about me or I want to make sure I survive no matter what. You have to learn, and this is Father talking, you have to learn to conquer those things and to die to yourself so that you can come into my kingdom. I have to be the most important thing to you. It cannot be something you want to do that you want to continue in, whether it's gossiping or murmuring, complaining, or acting out in other ways. Everything is a love issue. Everything. So he gives us grace to be able to overcome these things. He gives us strength. He corrects us because of his great love. Because he's a good father. He remembers that we're dust and that we need him. So I hope I, I hope that answered that question. Everything everything out of the issues of the heart, the mouth speaks. We say things because of what's inside of us. So if what's coming out of our mouths is unclean, we've got to know what's inside of us is unclean because it's not just our mouth that's doing the talking. It's the things inside of us that we need to get rid of, that we need to clean up, and the road will get narrower and narrower because God will have Those who say, at all costs, at every cost, I will overcome these things because I love you more than anything. I want to be with you more than anything. I am more afraid of what you could do to me, God, than what any human being or any demon or devil in hell can do to me. Because you are the Lord God Almighty, you don't have to put up with us, but you do. Help me walk this path. Okay, guys, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Please share the messages. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I said this at the beginning because I started over. If you are looking, and this, I'm so serious about this, you guys, if you are looking to connect with other brothers and sisters in Christ, like today, oh. Some of our leadership team is traveling. Some of them are out on the water. Hi, Dave and Amelia. Hi, Teresa. Um, and so, and Claire had she was um, she had other obligations this morning, so she couldn't meet with us. But we meet. The leadership team meets on Sabbath every every week, which is Saturday, and um, we we just. Whatever it is, Father brings. That's what that's what we talk about and pray and whatever. And uh, but this morning, we just had um, Hallie and Casey and I, and we had the most wonderful, wonderful time just talking about the Lord and all of the things that are you know that He's showing and teaching us. Well, I'm telling you that because this part's scary for me. Here's. I'll tell you what I'm telling you that for, and then I'll tell you why it's scary. Because we know that Father wants to connect the different parts of the body. He's trying to, you know, there's strength in that connection and the fellowship and everything. And edification happens in those settings as well. But um, the reason it's scary for me is because of what I'm going to say, which is if that's something you're interested in doing, then please send Casey an email at vineyardconnections at outlook.com. All that information, all contact information is in the description box. What I see Father doing, and uh, he truly has to orchestrate this because he's already started. Next Friday, I'm going to be meeting uh, with some of the people that Hallie is bringing that she's been sharing the videos with, and, and the way we're doing it is through Zoom meetings and uh, I just keep seeing these popping up all over the place with people that are associated with this ministry and because of that association are able to, you know, we're able to connect with each other. I cannot be in every Zoom meeting and I don't think I'm supposed to, but somehow in the beginning, I am involved in... Anyway, this is what I see so far is as the meetings are set up that uh, I might be there for the first meeting or two or however it goes. Um, and then, but you guys, let me just, let me tell you, this isn't about Vicki, this is about God and all of the parts of the body, we have different gifts, we have different things that we bring, we have different experiences, things Father's taught us. Some of us have been walking on that road longer than others, so we have things that we can share with the ones that are just getting on the road uh, in their relationship with the Lord, and we have experiences, things God's taught us, and that's what these uh, Zoom meetings are going to be, a time of fellowship, a time of whatever it is in that particular meeting, that's what it's going to be. Um, When I was talking to the girls about it this morning, Hallie said, and it was so funny because I, while I was getting ready for the meeting this morning, Father and I were talking about it and I said, people are going to want to know what these, what these uh, Zoom meetings are. And then while we were talking, while we were talking, and of course he said, you know, they're going to be whatever I want them to be. And then uh, meaning him, not me. And then when we were talking, Hallie said, Yeah, I, I've talked to several people and I've been sending them your videos and they want to they want to be involved next Friday night. And she said, But they want to know what what's it going to be about. <laughs> I said, That's what the Lord's been just got through telling me. It's going to be about whatever he says and him because all of the parts of the body are important. All of the parts of the body have something to contribute. It's how... It's how Messiah set it up in the very beginning. So if that's something you're interested in, being involved in, and the reason I th- say it kind of scares me is because I don't know, the ch- the channel is not that big, um, but it's big enough that if a whole bunch of people came all at once, we would be scrambling trying to figure out, you know, uh, how the logistics, and I don't even need to be worried about that because God's going to work it out, thank you, Father. <laughs> Thank you, but if you want to be involved, then send her an email connections at vineyard. Uh, I'm sorry, vineyard connections at outlook If you have not, somebody also wrote the other day and said, I, "How come I don't see or hear Chuck?" And um, it's because here from Chuck, it's because he pretty much is just he is just very responsible for the getting the music done, and right now he is very overloaded with all of the other things outside of the ministry that he has to take care of. So if you haven't gone and, and listened to his music, you can do that on his channel where it's exclusively his music and some of the, some of the videos have uh, scripture in them and everything. Um, and that's Chuck Adkins' music uh, if you're listening on YouTube or you can always go to our website, vickiandchuck.com. You guys, there's not going to be a transcript for this unless somebody types one up. And with the way I talk, it could be very confusing. So uh, that's why I said, and I don't even know if I said it at the beginning of this one, I think I did at the last one I tried to record, take notes. It's a little bit late now, unless you want to go back and listen again, but take notes because um, that will probably be the easiest way for you to get all of these different things he talked about and... And I I think I really am done now. God bless you. Oh goodness sakes. I've already gone over 50 minutes. We love you guys very much. Father loves you even more than we do. Everything is a love issue. Be careful how you speak. Be careful how you listen and what you're willing to listen to and what you're willing to watch because even if you don't think they have an impact on you, I assure you they absolutely do the enemy comes in the darkness comes in through the things we choose to look at and listen to so god bless you guys let us know if you're interested in uh the vineyard connections um and i and uh, from chaka and from me we both just send you our love and we will talk to you soon okay and please share share the messages bye for now